0: It's just an awesome God. He's done so much for me. And I found out a few secrets from the Lord. Amen. It ain't over yet. God still got something in store for you. And wonder. I wonder, can I get somebody over here just to run over here and tell these people over here? God got, still got something in store for you. All right. Amen. Lord, I thank you. <laughs> amen because sometimes we sometimes we have a tendency of thinking that it's over hallelujah you thought that last blessing was something you wait till the one that god got coming down the pike for you i I just want somebody way over here one way over there until somebody god still got something in store for you hallelujah (laughs) oh my god my god he still got something, hallelujah, in store for you. The songwriter said, When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all. Oh, Sister Nick is letting us know this thing is more than one way. You can tell me, I can tell you too, that he got something in store for you. But there is no other way. There is no other way. There is no other way. I can make it without him. Oh my God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't care what's going on in the lane. I don't care how bad things are get. Look, God will take care of his people. You are in the center of his attraction. You are the apple of his eye. Amen, and he got something good in store for you. The reason why he can he have something in store for you because the uh, the patriarch David said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein. He can give it to whoever he wants to give it to. But you know what, my, 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 my appetite, my appetite is not for what's down here. Cause you know, you take that as good old. But oh my God, the joy of the spirit of God coming down and setting on the inside of you and refreshing you. There's nothing on earth like the Holy Ghost. Is there anybody that know that ain't nothing on earth like the Holy Ghost? There's There's nothing on earth like the Holy Ghost. Lean when and tell somebody don't get it twisted, don't get it twisted, don't get it twisted. Because the things of this world can't make you happy by themselves. Now they can add something to me, but the Holy Ghost got to be there first. Once the Holy Ghost is there, then I can enjoy my life. What a mighty God we serve. He's just awesome. He's awesome. Amen. We thank God for his goodness. Amen. God is just so wonderful. I want to uh, invite your attention to God's holy word as is recorded. In the book of St. Luke, chapter number 15, amen. Uh, I'm going to begin reading at the 11th verse of the 15th chapter of the book of St. Luke. Amen. I'm reading from the New International Version. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his uh, portion between them. Not long after that, the young son got together all he had, set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a Severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he says, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I wanna address you from a subject, returning home from failure. Returning home from failure. When we think of this prodigal son, uh, that term prodigal relating to one who is lavish, one who is lavish. He didn't spare any expense to satisfy his craving and his lust. But I also think about the prodigal father who was lavished in his love. He didn't just give out a little bit. He gave out a whole lot. So you, I suggest to you hear this text talks about the prodigal son and the prodigal father. And I think the thing that really makes this story so unique is not so much the prodigal son as the prodigal father. Oh, God, I bless your name. Uh, is, it was not without reason in that particular day for a father to give away his uh, give away his, the inheritance to his children before he died. Matter of fact, it was the law that if a child wanted their inheritance and they were of age, they could actually come and they could demand their inheritance. But the father was not at liberty to give away the inheritance the way he wanted to give them away. Because according to the doctrine of the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 21, verse 17, the older son would get two thirds and the younger son would get one third. And so he came and he demanded of his father that which part was his. But there is a certain uh, heartless callousness in the request of the young son. He says, in effect, give me my stuff so I can get out of here. And the father, of course, granted him his request. The father realizing the only way that this young boy is going to learn a lesson is if I let him go. Uh, so we find out he went out into a far country I don't want to do wrong right around the corner So let me get away from these holy folks And I'm going to get somewhere where I can really let my hair down Hey man, don't nobody know me If I do it here, somebody done been in the church with me They saw me in church But I'm going to go away somewhere where they don't know who I am And so he took his journey into a far country Um, he evidently was welding up in his heart the desire. He had seen the world. He had seen people who looked like they really enjoyed themselves in the world. And looking away from what he had, it seemed so much better out there than it is in here. How many of y'all know that that is just a delusion? And so he goes out into a far country. And the worst thing he could do, you know, dope and stuff is bad. But when you get a wild woman, you're gonna lose your money real fast. You lose money cause you don't have to spend it. You just go to sleep and wake up, it's gone. So the first thing he did was run out there and got him a wild woman. He didn't want a tame one. He got himself a wild woman. And after getting this wild woman, a man, he uh, find himself that his body was exhausted, his mind had become debased, and his soul had become ruined. And all of his substance had been destroyed in this poor country. Uh, when you go away from God, you know, it's something about the money that this kind of leaves you because God was the one that gave you the money to start with. So the money said, I ain't staying with this fool. So the money just up and left. And now, amen, he find out that now he has moved away from God. The first degree of his misery is that he has lost sight of God. You know, you don't realize you've lost God until you get away from God. And sometimes you can't see God or, the, or appreciate God as long as you're living in the midst of all of the blessings of God. But now this young man is broke. He don't have anything. He, and then he looks up and realizes, I don't have God. The second degree of this man's misery it that he the love for God no longer a man resides in his heart. Carnal love have come in, and it is trying to replace the love of God. But no carnal love can replace the everlasting or the agape love of God. And the third degree of his departure is that he squanders away all his spiritual. Riches, And we don't realize, but just being in church, there's a certain richness that you have just by being in church. You ought to thank God that you're in church. But when you leave away from God, amen, he no longer sees that degree, and that also is squandered. Then we find, fourthly, the degree of his is parting away from God, is that he had forsaken God and lost his grace. He had lost his love. Amen. And sometimes the enemy blinds our eyes to that until it's too late. The fifth degree of this man's misery is that he renders himself a slave to the devil. You see, when you leave home, when you leave free God, you end up with binding demons. He had left a God who loved him, who cherished him. And now he has given himself to be a slave to the devil. Oh, the devil can paint you a good picture, a man trying to win you over. But when he gets you over there, sure enough, you find out what a miserable taskmaster he is. He left his good father. Now he has ended up with the demons of hell riding him. And then we find out the sixth degree of his misery is that he uh, soon finds by experience the hardship of the rigor of slavery. You see, God set us free. The devil put us in bondage. How many of y'all remember when you was in bondage? And hey man, some stuff you didn't want to do, but you did it. Because there was was something in your flesh that wanted it. Has anybody in here been a slave to your habits? Amen. You become a slave to it. You, uh, You spend money that you don't have. You go places that you can't afford. Amen. You wear stuff you still can't afford. Amen. You have become a slave to the devil. And so, amen, he finds himself empty. He finds himself without and after finding himself without, he's out there now. And uh, the thing about him is now he realizes that what I had was better than what i got right now. I uh, thank God for that, but now it's time to go back home. I'm not going back home, amen, fool. I've spent everything I have, amen. They told me not to leave, but they, I left anyhow. I thought I knew better than God do. I thought when I looked out there and saw how good they was having it, I thought I would go out and have me a, a, a fling of things, but now, amen, everything I have is gone. I'm disappointed. But I admire this young man because he was able to overcome, amen, a few things to go back home, amen. You see, it's easier to leave home than it is to come back home, amen. Leaving home, you think you got the wind in your back. Leaving home, amen man now uh, you seem uh, you think everybody is in you leaving home hey amen you think you're going to something good until you find out what you're going to but I heard the Bible saying the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life I heard the choir sung this day there is no way I can live without him and so after a while when everything has squandered he realized Amen. What I had at home was better. Amen. Than what I got right now and so now he's ready to go back home can I get somebody say, go back home boy go back home and so he's ready to go back home but he has to overcome his pride to go back home because most of the time when you messed up you're trying to get it right before you go back home you want to be to the place I want to go back home with something but this boy got to the place he was so miserable he starts saying I don't have time to wait for nothing I don't have my clothes on but I'm going back home and apparently the text the note that he didn't even have shoes on his feet but he said I'm going back home I realized how good home was and so I think I'm gonna go back home and my mind went back and I started thinking about how good it was I think about the times on Sunday morning we used to go in prayer and I could get a dance on every now and then I think about the time on Sunday evening when we used to come together and sing a few little songs I used to thought that that was miserable but I didn't know how good I had it I think I'm going back home no yeah 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 yeah. I'm sick and I'm afflicted but I'm going back home Amen sometimes it's hard to go back home after failure but the Bible tell me that the reason why he was able to go back home was because he came to himself you see amen until you come to yourself you crazy as a bad boy but I thank God he came to himself and when he came to himself sin have a way of getting you delusionized and you go over into an illusion. But when you come to yourself, you realize I gotta go back home. He thinks about I'm going back home to my daddy. I'm not going back to my brother. I'm not going back to steak and potatoes. I'm not going back for a reputation. Just make me like one of the highest servants. Amen. I want to be not just a servant. I want to be a hired servant. The difference between a hired servant and a regular servant. A hired servant was one of those ones that could be fired at the end of the day. A regular servant was almost part of the family. But the difference between a regular servant a man and a hired servant and a son Hey Amen. One of the distinct differences, one now, every son had on a pair of shoes because the shoes noted that you was a free man they used to take your shoes off so you couldn't run away oh my God my God and that's why the old Negro anthem used to say I got a shoes you got a shoes all of God children got shoes when I get to heaven I'm gonna put on my shoes I'm gonna walk all over God's heaven and so the shoes they noted that he was free he could go where he wanted to go he said I don't care about the shoes I'm going home barefooted I don't care about the robe I'm going home naked but I'm going home I got to go back where I come from so he's on his way home Get home, amen. He said, I'm going back and I don't want no position. I just want to get there so I can get a meal. Now you got to realize this boy is not going back for luxury. He said, I'm going to go back not even as a household slave. I'm going to go back as a hired servant. So his dad looks, you see, a son moving away, you see a daddy standing still. But when the daddy looks and see him coming, all of a sudden, the daddy springs into action. The old man that couldn't run started running. His arms flinging in the air. His lips poked out for a kiss because his son is going coming home. So the boy comes home and uh, the daddy don't give him a chance to talk about uh, the hired servant. He comes back home and said, Daddy, I sinned against you. I'm not worthy to be called your son. But before he could get with the rest of it, dad caught the boy and said, Somebody bring that boy a robe and put around him. This robe represent the royalty. Amen. Go and get him and bring him. Uh, get him a robe. Didn't stop there. I say, say not only that. Go and get a ring and put him. Amen. On his hand. Now, whenever the ring signifies, look at this stuff. The ring signifies the power of attorney. Now, this boy is coming out of the gutter he done already messed up his stuff and now you're gonna give him power of attorney yeah put the ring on his finger oh my god my god this is what made the boy anxious about going back home it won't his brother he remember how much love daddy had for him Oh my god, my god. Yes, he wanted to he wanted to eat. But he used to think about them hugs daddy used to give him. He used to think about those kisses daddy used to give him and so he came back and he believed that if, if daddy see me he gonna bail me out and amen showing up, daddy begin to bail him out and they said come on put some fuse on that boy i'm not gonna let him become a slave he ain't gonna be my free son so now he's back home robed up ring on his finger shoes on his feet but you know you got them church folk that can't forget what you did oh y'all know them kind you look at like they become a secretary for keeping minutes on what you did wrong the, the boy stayed home but he won't at home he was in the field everybody at church ain't in church and so with all the notes he had this boy comes in and uh, Lord had a feast and uh, having the feast all of a sudden the boy the the other boy the, the old boy the boy that had two thirds the boy that had most of the stuff he was out in the field he said what's going on he said your brother have come home but you got to note that the older brother never called him his brother he says to the father that son of yours not my brother that son of your oh you know how the church folk can be when you stumble a little bit you know how church it can be. Hey Amen. When you come back, you got to jumps through hoops. You got to lay on your face for six months. You got to wear such cough and ashes for a whole year. But I wonder what's going on. This boy who done wasted all his money, he just got back home. And I thought daddy was raising the fatty calf for me. And now daddy done killed the fatty calf for this no good boy. I don't understand it. I want you to know, amen, that it was the daddy's calf. He could do what he wanted to do with his calf. had his two-third but he was at home trying to get some more he was greedy he was unappreciative he didn't love his brother he would rather see him die and go to hell than to eat the fatty calf you got some people like that today that would love rather see you in sin and go to hell rather see you come back to the church and get saved you got some people They will not rejoice when you get over your problem. They will always remind you of where you stumble at. They'll always remind you of where you fail. But I'm on my way back home. So he comes back in. This brother with this nasty attitude with this bad attitude. He said he don't waste all his money. Now he's back home. Now you got to remember, the father had given the younger son his. He had given the older son his. Now the father didn't retire. He got a, another big bundle. He had enough to share between the two boys. But some people in church think that God owed them special favors just because they've been washed in the blood of Jesus. And I don't know where they think that blood came from. They must have thought they caught the blood on sale at Walmart. But this blood won't put on sale at the early bird special at Walmart. Oh, no, no. This blood was not drawn when he was put under anesthesia. Uh-uh. This blood was not drawn. Amen. When everything was lovely. Uh, but no, this blood was drawn from the blood, from the veins of Emmanuel. It was drawn being beat on night long with a, with a catanine tail. It was drawn being beat in his head with sticks. It was drawn with a crown of thorn being put on his head and hammered into his skull with a stick. It was drawn with his hand being stretched out and being nailed to a cross. It was drawn when they took his feet and bent them back Backwards and drove a stake down through his foot. It was drawn when they took a spear and pierced him in his side. It was drawn when the sun refused to shine on him. And I heard Dr. Watts look and show him. He said, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilt and stain and so the blood was there it was free blood but it cost him everything it was free blood to save but he gave his life it was free to you it was free to me all the sinner got to do is come home and he'll plunge you beneath the blood all the sinner got to do is come home and he'll wash you all the sinner got to do is repent and he'll forgive you, all the sinner got to do is tell the Lord yes, all the sinner oh glory you don't have to jump through hoops all you gotta do is come home. You don't have to wait till next year. The instant he washed you in the blood, you're made whole. You're part of the family. And don't let nobody tell you what you got to do. The songwriter said, I came to Jesus as I was. I was weary, I was wounded. I was sad. I found in him a resting place. And he have made me glad. Somebody here today wants to come home. But you done messed up so bad. You're afraid of what somebody's gonna say about you. Oh, they're gonna talk about you, but them not the ones that's in the house. The ones that are in the house are the ones at the party. The ones in the house are the ones shouting and rejoicing. The ones in the house are the ones that's joining with the Father saying, he was lost, but now he's found. He was dead, and now he's alive. You can come home, you don't have to wait till you become successful. You can come home a failure, and he will accept you. Hallelujah. Don't try to wait to get it straight. Come just as you are without one plea, but that the blood was shed for you. And that he bid you come to them. Oh Lamb of God, I come. I come. Somebody might have messed up in you today. Somebody might be ashamed of yourself. Somebody in today maybe done so much bad i wonder could anybody ever forgive me i want you to know today that in spite of anything that you might have done jesus loved you jesus loved you with an everlasting love it's not based upon nothing that you've done or did not do he still loves you well bishop why do he love me he loved you because he chose to love you. I don't know why, I, I don't know why heaven would pay so much for a wretch like me, but I was so valuable in his sight that he paid a price that I could live. And I want no perfect person when I come. Do I have somebody in here that will not perfect, but yet you came? That had done some stuff you would, even now you won't tell nobody what you did. They don't have to know what you did. But you came. You see me now dressed up. But you should have seen me when I was in sin. I was wretched and miserable in sin. But I came without question. He received me. And now I'm one with him. I wonder today. Is there somebody that want to come home after failure? Is there somebody that want to come home after failure don't have nothing to offer but i want to come home i haven't gained a profit out of being out there but i still want to come home if you're here today there's a need in your life you can come to jesus right where you are you don't have to wait to become successful you don't have to wait to correct anything you can come just as you are without a plea and jesus the christ will receive you he will love you with an everlasting love he will forgive you of your sins he will wash you he'll make you whole i wonder if the prodigal son could come from where he was can you come from where you are and come just as you are nobody's going to judge you we're not even going to ask you where you come from the only thing we want to know do you want to go to heaven that's what it's all about though your sin be red as crimson he'll wash you whiter than snow though they be like scarlet They'll be whiter than lambs wool. If you are here today and doubt your salvation, doubt whether or not you're going to be delivered or not, will you come right now? Will you come? Is there something?